Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 956, and we're looking at Mark chapter 7, verses 24 through 30. Let's read our passage. He got up and departed from there to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, but he could not escape notice. Instead, immediately after hearing about him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she was asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, because it isn't right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she replied to him, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, Because of this reply you may go. The demon has left your daughter. When she went back to her home, she found her child lying on the bed, and the demon was gone. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark is giving us this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus. And he's been showing us the Galilean ministry, that is, the ministry of Jesus in Galilee. He was teaching and healing, casting out demons throughout Galilee. He was teaching via parables. He was performing miracles. And he's had a lot of encounters with religious leaders. Now we're leaving Galilee and heading north into a Gentile area. So we pick it up in Mark chapter 7, verse 24. He got up and departed from there to the region of Tyre. So he got up and departed from there. Where's there? Well, there would be Galilee. He's leaving Galilee, going to the region of Tyre. Now, he had encountered people from Tyre back in chapter 3, verse 8, where this large crowd was following him. And it said, followed from Galilee, a large crowd followed from Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, beyond the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. There's people from the region of Tyre who have already encountered him, gone back to Tyre, and told about him. So it's not like nobody up there knows him. It's not that far away. It's like 35 miles northwest of the Sea of Galilee. It's on the Mediterranean coast. It's in the area that is now called Lebanon. It's a Gentile area. It is not of Galilee. Continue, he entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, but he could not escape notice. So he's there and he's staying at a house, so somebody has offered him hospitality. We don't know how that comes about, but that's not important. He says he wants to keep a low profile. He doesn't want anybody to notice, but he could not escape notice because he's famous there. Even though he'd never been there, people from there have been to him. And word gets around. That's why he could not escape notice. Just as anywhere he went, word got out, Jesus the miracle worker is here. Word has gotten out there. Jesus the miracle worker is here. Verse 25. Instead, immediately after hearing about him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit came and fell at his feet. So this woman has heard that Jesus the miracle worker is here. So she comes because her daughter has an unclean spirit. So she comes and falls at his feet. Falling at his feet is a sign of grief. It's also a sign of respect 
for Jesus. Verse 26. The woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she was asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. So it's a Syrophoenician. Phoenicia is an area. It's kind of an ethnic group to a certain extent, and they used to be quite influential and had actually set up some almost colonies in North Africa. That's why it refers here to Syrophoenicia, meaning Phoenicia of Syria. So it's the area of Syria, but there is also an area in North Africa near Carthage, which would be called Phoenicia of North Africa. And so to distinguish which Phoenicia you're talking about, it means the Phoenicia of the area of Syria, the area of Tyre and Sidon. Interestingly, the account in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 24, the widow of Zarephath. Zarephath is actually between Tyre and Sidon. And the parallel account in Matthew chapter 15 refers to Tyre and Sidon. We'll see Sidon in a few verses, but he's in the region of Tyre right now. And it's the region of Tyre. I mean, he went to the actual city of Tyre, but the area around Tyre. Now, in 1 Kings 17, Elijah encounters the widow at Zarephath. She is running out of food. She's going to make her last meal, basically. Then she's going to lay down with her son and die. But Elijah says, well, no, make the food for me instead. And so she does, out of faith. And she, she takes her last remaining flour and oil and makes bread for Elijah. But then after that, flour jar never became empty. The oil jug never ran dry until drought was ended. But then later, her son got sick and died. And Elijah raised him from the dead. So you have Elijah ministering to this Gentile woman in Zarephath. And now Jesus in that same region ministering to a Gentile woman. So she's asking him to cast a demon out of her daughter. Verse 27. He said to her, let the children be fed first, because it isn't right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. This sounds pretty rude, face value, and could be taken that way. Jews referred to Gentiles as dogs. It was quite the put-down. Now, a little play on the words here. The Greek word for dog is kuon. But the term that Jesus uses here is the term kuarion, which is a diminutive form of kuon. Basically, it means little dog or puppy. And so it could refer to a household pet of a dog rather than the scavenger dog or wild dog, which would just be the term dog. So, he softens it somewhat, but still referring to the Gentiles as dogs. So, the children obviously mean the Jews. The dogs, the Gentiles. And Jesus' point here is that he's been sent to the Jews first to minister to the Jews. Now, many people would probably take offense at this and turn around and huff off, but she has faith in Jesus and she is desperate for healing for her daughter. Verse 28, but she replied to him, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. So she's not arguing to take anything away from the children. 
he say she's saying that the it's not a matter of the children eat first then the, the puppy dogs eat second they eat while the children eat as crumbs fall off the table the puppies the household pets snarf them up that's all i'm asking for is a crumb from you i'm not asking you to divert from your ministry to the jews now it's interesting the way jesus acts here because he doesn't do this with other gentiles we see jesus ministering to a lot of gentiles when he encountered the demon-possessed man near the tombs he called himself legion jesus healed him without challenge him about his mission to the jews versus the gentiles we'll see him in gentile area later on even the feeding of the four thousand is four thousand gentiles so it's not that jesus doesn't minister to any of the gentiles so what's going on here well i think he's basically given her an opportunity to show her faith and her response here shows she is not offended by what jesus says she agrees with what jesus says but she does give a, a great response even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs verse 29 then he told her because of this reply you may go the demon has left your daughter when she went back to her home she found her child lying on the bed and the demon was gone so he challenges her faith essentially but she responds in faith and then jesus cast the demon out remotely he doesn't go to the daughter he just says it's been done he doesn't even say demon be gone he just says even go home the demon's gone and she believes him and goes home and the demon is gone now this is the only healing done at a distance in the gospel of mark it happened several times in the other gospels in matthew luke and john and it seems that all of these remote healings involve gentiles and many of them jesus commends their faith and even says you seem to have more faith than even the jewish people i'm dealing with have so what's the takeaways here the the casting out of demon that's that's not really the story because he casts out a lot of demons the issue here is that he's dealing with a gentile a non-jew in acts chapter 10 we had god revealing that all food was clean to peter in order to lead him to the understanding that all people were clean because peter has this vision of the sheet with the unclean animals on it he's told to eat he says no i don't do that because they're unclean in the vision the angel tells him no what god has said is clean is clean and then the gentiles come to the door and say we want you to come with us to go see a gentile and that's when Peter realizes, okay, yes, I can go with these Gentiles. God has made them clean. And that's not until he actually goes to the house of Cornelius that God impresses upon him. Gentiles can actually come to faith in Christ. And so it was through the route of clean food that helped Peter come to the understanding that people were clean. And so Mark's using a similar kind of path here because he just had this encounter with the Pharisees and the scribes from Jerusalem, and in that, Jesus is challenging their understanding of ritual cleanliness, that it really is very misapplied. And Mark made the point, and through this, Jesus said, all food is clean. So Mark's setting it up to, all food is clean, and now to immediately then go into Jesus ministering to Gentiles, the idea, well, 
not just all food is clean, it's all people are clean. And by clean, meaning acceptable to God. You don't have to become a Jew in order to become acceptable to God. You have to respond in faith, faith in Jesus Christ. But you've got a contrast here with this woman, this Gentile, this Syrophoenician woman, where her faith is contrasted really with the lack of faith of the Jewish leaders. She has more faith than they do. And also her understanding seems to be contrasted with the lack of understanding of the disciples. They still don't get it, who Jesus is. She seems to have a much clearer understanding of Jesus and his ministry and what he's all about than they do. So often we see these contrasts for a variety of things, in faith and in understanding. So the big takeaway here is this, not just geographically leaving Galilee, but leaving the culture of the Jewish people going into a Gentile culture and dispensing God's grace to Gentiles based on faith and faith alone. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.